You're listening to Kevin and the Spleen. No one's gonna ever love me. 1098.5 Radio QWX. Real quick. Bussin', no cap. No, 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 no cap. Really smack you in the ass with flavor. There you go. This show is about depression, anxiety, PTSD, and chronic illness. We going quick. Quick, 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 quick. We're trying to keep you on the path to the ride home on the evening time. It's a fucking zoo. <laughs> Make it quick. With the Quicks Radio. White lives do not matter. Hey everybody, what it is, you know it's the spleen and he's coming to you live from the abdomen. That's right, baby. We got the new studio and we call it the abdomen because that's where the spleen loves to sit. Isn't that right, Kevin? Oh, it it, it is. It is. That's, that is wow yeah now we we call it the abdomen sometimes we take a punch in the abdomen we call it you know when we're having a, a meeting and stuff like that so yeah I, I i like it that is wow indeed kevin we take a punch <laughs> to the abdomen that's what we call it when we do shots 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 and now it is time hit that shot buzzer stop the shot clock because it is it is time to take a punch to the abdomen what you sipping on tonight kevin I got some code red and some major melon. So I am I am ready for an episode of that happens tonight. All right, Kevin, I don't think understands what a shot is because <laughs> you know we talk in hard liquor to kind of punch you in the face. That's right. I'm already going on half a bottle of absinthe, so you know I'm seeing things. If you were in the studio right now, you would see him too, baby, because I am convinced this is not a hallucination from the Green Fairy. Have you ever had absinthe before? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Me and my friends, we used to drink absinthe at parties occasionally. And my friend had the whole kit with the little thing where you put the sugar cube on it and you pour it over the sugar cube. And it's like, why are we even doing this? Because it still tastes horrible. And oh, boy, absinthe is overrated. I, uh, I don't know if we had the real stuff, baby, but... It was basically just like relatively strong liquor, but you know, nothing special. Tasted kind of minty and botanical, if you know what I mean. Kind of talking about that wormwood infusion. And if you want the wormwood infusion, drop me a line on my Instagram page, baby. That's right. That's what I call the whiskey dick. That's right. We in the abdomen tonight. Should we keep doing this? We could potentially just do this the whole show. My voice doesn't give out, baby. I'm curious how long you can keep this up. So yeah, sure. Let's let's try it. All right. I, that, I've yeah, tried absinthe ahead. before. It just tasted like really bad black licorice. Yeah. That gave me a headache. And that's yeah, exactly. That's really and bad. That's that's really about it that's right i recall some headaches myself baby and i'm not talking about a hangover because well it was actually a lot like a hangover because it was induced by liquor oh yeah but it was like a pre-hangover i call it a hang under you know what i'm talking about 
Yeah, we in the studio tonight, baby, and it's time to get punched in the abdomen. <laughs> now that's right, Kevin. Now it's time for you to take some shots. Well, I mean, this is this is about as hard as I get. So some good old major melon. Um, maybe with an Aleve at the same time. You know, that, that, that's, that's a party for me. All right, well, take it. Oh, shit, he's doing it and the camera's on me, baby, but that's how it rolls in the overwhelming. That's what we call the abdomen, baby. The overwhelming. The overwhelming. Yeah, my, mine has gotten a little overwhelming lately. Oh, yeah, you've been overwhelmed by sugar and caffeine, and you know it's... 7 30 ish in the evening time when you taking this uh due to the dome baby that's right you're gonna go all the way up to the head that's what we call the upstairs office that contains the printer oh yeah you find that caffeine still affects you with the amount of mountain dew you've consumed in your life oh yeah yeah definitely i think it always affects me uh but i gotta say i've not been drinking soda lately and when you don't drink soda lately and then you drink caffeine at all who boy you're up till two bouncing off the walls making your downstairs neighbor know what the upstairs neighbor is doing you know what i'm talking about talking about those footsteps on the floor stomping around like you want some more oh yeah how do you feel about daylight savings time? You know the daylight just switched to savings or ended the savings or whatever. We got savings for you tonight. Either way, um, I, I hate daylight savings time. I wish we would get rid of it. I really do. It just it just messes so many things up for not a lot of benefit. What, what, what's your hot take on that? Boop, boop. That's the hot take alert. You know Kevin just dropped a hot steamy take. That We call that the uh, Chicago steamer, baby. And you know it's sweating outside. That's right. No, I would say I have to agree with you. I would get rid of it. I think that to an extent, I don't really care that much. Or I should say that I didn't. It seemed like something that people just love to complain about, if you know what I'm talking about. But I got to say, I've been in a routine of going on morning and evening hikes. And you know, the evening hikes can be dangerous if you don't got no light, baby. And so just this morning, I woke up and daylight was saved and everything was completely fucked. It was easily 10 degrees hotter outside when I take my morning walk and easily way too dark to take my evening walk. So this is a problem. I found a routine that was working for me and the daylight saved it away, baby. I am going to stop losing the weight and you know I be trying to drop a pants size. I think I'm going to do in a... <laughs> My friend had this album that was entirely uh, in between stage banter from Kiss. And so they would introduce the songs and then they'd introduce a song and then they'd go to the next track, which was introducing another song or the same song. And I think I'm trying to do a little bit of that crowd work. And it was fun to see how they would try and uh, parlay various things into saying like cold gin, for instance. It was a real trip, baby. I think that's a viral video these days. But yeah, I didn't really care too much about daylight savings time. But now I fucking hate it and I wish it was dead. It's going to be hotter. It's going to be harder to hike. 
oh boy and you knew the spleen got a hike baby that's how i stay fit Kevin's looking something up on the computer, it looks like, doing his tippy-taps on the keyboard, and you know we're not making music out here, just sweet, sweet web links. No, I thought I heard somebody at the door, that's all. I don't think <laughs> that's a weird thing to do, is tap on a computer when you hear someone at the door, wouldn't you say? I was pulling up the security camera, because I can't see the door from here, I didn't want to get up there to look. Security alert. There's an intruder in the house, and you know he's come to lay some pipe, baby. That's right. The spleen is coming down. I've learned to split myself in two, baby, and I'm playing a prank on you. Oh, yeah. Chef Boyardee. We got 62 minutes left. You think you can hold this out for 62 more minutes? <laughs> I definitely don't think I can do it for 62 minutes, but I feel like I could probably do it for at least another 20 minutes. But the thing is, when you're doing this voice, it just becomes hard to actually think about what to say and to do it all day, baby. I don't know what we're going to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I do. I, I, you're kind of slipping a little bit into Big Copper, too, which is, you know, maybe that can be the, the next post we have. <laughs> I don't know who Big Copper is. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds like some jive baloney. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're coming up know. with so many show titles here, too. I'm having trouble keeping up. Oh, great. That's good. Um, I really don't. I mean, it's not like we had much of a show anyway. It was so, you know. Well, that was good. That was, what, four, 13 and a half minutes, it looks like, based on the clock. Uh, that was nine. We went through just a, just almost 10 minutes now since the themes aren't started. Uh, this timer you have is a nonsense timer. I, I, <laughs> I will never, this timer is a fucking liar. It's a, it's a troll. Okay. So, so to, to explain what people, nobody else can see this. This is just me. And no, Spencer they can see it. it. <laughs> They're looking. Well, when I mess time. up, they can see it. Yes. Um, okay. I, I will put it on the screen. So that if you're watching this, um, uh, in the video form you can see what i'm talking about here we have this countdown timer that tells us when the show ends so it doesn't matter when the show starts the show always ends at almost exactly the same time every week when we're, we're taping these live so if the shows before us run long or we're not quite ready or whatever um you get a little bit shorter of a show because we try to end the show at the same time yeah because we like that, to do problematic. Is... I, I, I what I what we like to do is uh, absorb the blows from the rest of the the stream. You know, it's like if someone else causes problems, that's our problem. We don't make problems for other shows. We just uh, deal with problems and absorb it, and we put up with it, and we love it. Um, well, the weird I mean, thing about this, the other, yeah, go ahead. Any other live show that airs before this also sort of has to do with it too. It's just that they don't. It's just pay that they attention. don't. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. they, they don't right um the weird thing about the timer and you can't hear this but it it, it does the the 24 beeps you know from the show 24 <laughs> do 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 and so it's actually really distracting <laughs> um so i you know but whatever i you gotta trust kevin and his ways because that's what it means to be the spleens if you know what i'm saying baby uh what are we gonna so what have you done this week since since we last talked i got a job i got this new job i don't know if i've talked about it i probably can't say much about it otherwise other than that i do uh quality control on a series of video files and it's incredibly tedious it's not a terrible job there's a lot of downtime uh it's a that's the thing is like 
it's it's very familiar to when I was a personal assistant because when you're a personal assistant, there's a lot of time you spend not doing anything, and then you go into action uh, for you know stretches of time. Uh, I want to say I was you know more kind of locked in as a personal assistant just because there would be like longer stretches of doing stuff here and there. Um, and it was more involved so like it took more brain power and thought whereas this stuff is uh very simple and mindless and uh so yeah it, the problem with being a personal assistant well one of the problems is that like you know it still feels like work so when you're doing downtime you're not thinking like oh what would be productive to do right now what's a good way to use my time it's just like, I guess I'll just go on my phone and look at the same apps over and over. And then, you know, you get to the end of the day and it's like, man, there's like five hours where I was just sitting around and I probably could have done something useful. And uh, that's a bad feeling. And that's what sucked um, as a personal assistant. I was always like, man, I should be writing. But anytime I was trying to write, it was like, this is just not happening. I can't this isn't going to work. And, uh, so, you know, it feels, it feels very similar. Um, except now it's like the second job I've had where it's kind of like this. And I'm like, Ugh, I just, I just wish I had something to be doing. I'm sure if I had stuff to be doing the whole time, I would, you know, be bummed out as well, but you know, it's just, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of sitting, um, which is fine. I should, uh, I was thinking about trying to like, uh, get weights or something, lift weights, get like prison buff, you know, um, that could be good, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's freelance. So the job's going to end in like the beginning of December basically. And, uh, then maybe we'll get more work next year. I don't know. But so it's not even like a full job, you know, um, speaking of job, didn't I send you new podcast art? What happened to the new podcast art? Oh, it, it's up. It's, the thing you're seeing didn't update, but it got updated everywhere else. I think is it on, it's on the podcast feed. We'll it check out be, the yes. new podcast art. If you've been thinking like, Oh, this podcast art is so boring. It's just Spencer's head and it keeps getting bigger. Well, wait till you see this one. It's all new, brand new. I think it better represents kind of where the show's at these days. Um, so look for that in your pod catchers, baby. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to lose weight. Uh, it's been going okay. I mean, it just, I don't know. I've been weighing like so I I've did I, I probably talked about this with Schraub, I think, right? But I've been weighing myself every morning, uh roughly the same time. Been going out in the morning and hiking or walking. Um been counting all my calories and trying to eat low calorie stuff. I haven't really eaten fast food very much. Um counting calories, uh not eating anything been trying to hike at night too or in the evening or just kind of go walk there's this place that's kind of like the run-up to the hike before you actually get vertical and uh if it's too dark i've been going around there and just kind of walking back and forth although i could probably just uh walk around my neighborhood it's like roughly the same thing but it feels different when you're uh actually like it's not wilderness but just kind of like not in your neighborhood if that makes sense so but it's been working i uh I'm like down 20 pounds and it's been oh, wow. like two weeks. <laughs> that's, 
that's a tapeworm i think wow. no no when you're 300 pounds it's easier to lose weight but the other thing is a lot of it's water weight and i just haven't been eating a lot of salt or sugar and so my water weight is pretty like bottomed out and that can fluctuate like up to 15 20 pounds easily so you okay. know i'm kind of like at the bottom but you know i'd love a tapeworm um but yeah no this this happened last time too but um once you start uh once you start getting down to like 250 or whatever then then it takes like a drastic slowdown although you know i don't know but you know the other thing is uh it's just the you could just see it like again water weight's a hard thing to judge but um when i like uh, when i eat more or even to my calorie allotments or whatever like my weight goes up and it's like ugh as soon as i lose all this weight it's just gonna come back like immediately and that sucks um it's weird you know um uh i got an apple watch i don't know if we want to talk too detailed about that but the main thing is um it, it counts calories right how, how you burn calories and um so uh i've been setting it when i'm doing the hikes and stuff and it'll say like oh you burned a thousand calories today when you do you know do both of your hikes or whatever and it's like great but i don't believe it and then like okay so my calorie allotment's like 1800 or less um so you'd think if you eat 1800 calories and you burn a thousand calories according to the watch well, you'd still be like at a calorie deficit and your weight would still go down. Right. But it, it doesn't like if I eat right at 1800, um, and burn calories, it goes up about half a pound or whatever the next day. So it's, uh, it's weird. I'm definitely burning less than the watch is saying, but I don't know how to actually judge it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know whatever also there's just ups and downs i don't i don't know like i think your body has natural rhythms so it's like maybe i'm just bumping into those um but who knows the thing is like weight loss it happens really quick like it's not like i used to think like oh you eat food and then like over the course of a couple days or whatever then it translates that into like you know fat and it adds to your weight but it adds to your weight like really quick like within eight hours i want to say of eating a food it like actually affects your weight um so i don't yeah i don't know how to judge it or whatever but hey i don't know uh i'd love a tapeworm i'd love to lose weight faster but this is working it's just i can't eat anything that i like i mean you can't i can it's just you can eat like two bites like a slice of pizza is like 400 calories um and so it's like what you you buy a pizza and you eat it over the course of like eight days or four days if you only eat two cal uh, slices of pizza a day and then like a salad that's not you know that's not eating but i talked to this guy joe and he said that he's been getting uh trader joe's yogurt and man trader joe's yogurt is so fucking good i've never been like a yogurt fan i've eaten yogurt as like a you know a necessary thing like when i was like oh you got to eat yogurt or whatever like trader joe's yogurt is so good and it's cheap you so was the joe food. that you talked to the trader joe yeah <laughs> and he was saying you know what else is good everything <laughs> everything in the fucking store i feel like he might be getting some bad diet advice from this guy 
<laughs> yeah, but yogurt's good. Um, it's 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 really filling because it's you know fatty or whatever, and fat causes satiation. But I don't know. You can't just eat yogurt. I wish I could, <laughs> but you can't. I've been making chickpea salad. Uh, I love uh, chickpeas. Be- yeah, me too. Chickpeas are like I don't really like beans. I don't hate beans anymore. I used to hate beans, and now I'm kind of like neutral to negative about beans. But um, yeah, but chickpeas are like kind of my favorite. I don't know if you think. I guess they're garbanzo beans, right? So they're they're beans. And I used to make hummus and stuff, and hummus is really good. But uh, yeah, chickpea salad is great. Someone recommended chickpea salad. They said that they got like they could buy a tub of chickpea salad at the store and you could just eat one tub and that's basically all you need to eat like all day because it's just really filling and i was like great and so i went to all these stores and none of them had chickpea salad and i was like well fuck and then i looked it up and it turns out to be really easy to make so i've been making that um i get two cans of chickpeas and uh a cucumber and an onion and uh, a bell pepper and you can do tomatoes or whatever but i don't like tomatoes so i didn't do that and then you just chop them all up and you mix them all together and uh, you add vinegar and soy sauce, not soy sauce, sorry, olive oil. You could add soy sauce. I've been wanting to try adding soy sauce. You add some salt. You can add sugar if you want, other spices. Um, I've been trying different stuff. I tried jardinera. I tried just putting some garlic. You know, on TikTok, they, they call that jarred pre-minced garlic. They call it jarlic, which I think is really funny so i tried putting some garlic in there and uh it's been good but you could just do all these different variations it's been making me want to make other pickles and stuff and see if i can't add like homemade pickles like it would be cool to add like uh pickled red onions probably to it but uh yeah just rice rice vinegar and it's good it just tastes really good you don't need sugar but if you add sugar man it tastes so fucking good it tastes insane with sugar um but yeah it's really good um and i fill up these two plastic where they like quart size containers and then you can just like munch on one you need a little bit more than one of those a day but if you have one of those and then like i don't know i've been meal prepping breakfast burritos so one of those quarts and then like a meal prep breakfast burrito you're pretty good and that's like what 1400 calories you know you can toss in another yogurt get to 16 but you know it depends um but yeah so that's that's what i've been doing it takes a lot of my mental energy um but that's the thing. I feel like if I'm not like super hardcore fixating in on it, it's just so easy to be like, "Oh, let's just get this. Let's just get that," and then you're fucking off the wagon. Like so. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to join a gym, um, but it's really scary to join a gym. I don't want to like scout gyms and see what's a good gym and stuff. I want to go to one that has parking and that uh, isn't super busy. Because man, a busy gym is really intimidating. I don't want to be, you know on a machine when someone else is like i'm thinking about doing that machine you know i'm just gonna i would just leave Um, like do you want to work with a trainer or do you just want to go sit and lift weights or something well i would like to work with a trainer just because i think that's accountability like i don't really i i think i can maybe trust myself to go to a gym a little bit um but yeah in general i think i just wouldn't do it without a trainer and certainly i don't really know how to do exercises and even if you knew how to do the exercises like to make sure you isolate and fire the right muscles is like way different like i used to there was a time where i was working out and then like at a point like way after i was working out i was like doing some of the same exercises but i like actually learned how to fire the muscles correctly and i was like wow 
I've never worked out in my life. This is like completely different when you're actually like, for instance, like you could do a plank, right? But then you can do a plank where you're really like tightening your abs and they just feel completely different, you know? Um, so like it's uh yeah. So I think I want, you know, and I'm, I'm afraid of hurting myself. I'm, I'm so fat that it's hard to do body weight stuff because it's like relying on your, you know, for instance, a push up is like relying on your arms and your wrists and your back. But it would be, you know, you're starting with a 300 pounds weight, you know, whereas if you start curling, you know, like a five pound, then you can build up and then you're not, you know, hurting yourself as opposed to starting with, you know, your entire body weight, you know, maybe if you're smaller, it's not as big of a deal, but as a giant fat guy, like a lot of body weight stuff is stuff. Even planks are like, man, I don't know if this is good for my wrists. I used to, this was before I was so fat, but I used to try and do push-ups and I would, I was doing push-ups. Okay. Push-ups are another one that it's really easy to do very wrong. Although there's a million types of push-ups. So it's not like doing a push-up wrong. It's kind of just doing a different kind of push-up, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is, this has to be the least interesting thing we could possibly talk about, huh? Actually, no, I'm kind of enjoying this. I, 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 I don't work out at all and I should. So hearing you talk about it kind of motivates me a little bit. Yeah. It's just, I, I really like hiking. It's fun. Um, well, it's fun when it's not hot. That's the thing. It's California. So it's always fucking hot, but lately we've had a bit of a cold spell and it's nice to, to hike when it's like 50 out. Um, cause I, I don't know about you, but I, especially cause I'm fat, but I like warm up really quick. Like within two or three minutes, I'm not cold like at all. And then you're just warm out until your workout ends and, and you're not feeling like, Oh my God, I'm freezing to death. You're just normal. Cause you're, you're hot. Um, but yeah, it's nice, but that's, that's what most of my mental energy is, uh, doing these days, you know, uh, really bad for my fast food review video series that i've been doing on youtube you could check it out youtube.com slash the sixler i don't know if that's actually the right link uh or whatever but search the sixler on youtube and you'll find my many fast food reviews uh but yeah it's could fun you, to do, do you think you could do a, a healthy fast food series yeah but the thing is like and this is bad as a fast food reviewer that's what I am. I'm a fast food reviewer, but I don't like reviewing things that don't appeal to me. Like, so there's like, there's new items that it's like, I don't want to order a new item. It's like, Oh, this is like new fish sandwich or something. It's like, I don't want a fish sandwich. And so like, I don't review it. Like I just don't do a video. So like, it's not as bad to do like a healthy thing, but like the healthy stuff that play at fast food restaurants is not very appealing so it's like i don't know if i'd want to get it just to do a video of it if that makes sense although i could but it's also easier just to not eat fast food uh than to like go and be like oh what can i do because also a lot of the healthy fast food stuff is not like super healthy i don't know well not the what worst, i would, but... would be interested in if, if you did this would be like for somebody who likes fast food what can I get at this place that's not terrible for me? Because that's that's always my problem is that I, I'm staring at the menu, usually through a drive through and I'm like, I have no idea what's not awful. You know, what's going to taste good? What's not 2,700 calories per serving? You know, that kind of thing. So if, if that's what you did, I, I would be all over watching that. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of it's just portion control. Like McDonald's, most of the stuff you can get at McDonald's are pretty... It's pretty manageable. You just need one. Like you wouldn't necessarily get two McDoubles. You'd get like one McDouble. But then you eat one McDonald's double and you're still fucking hungry. Like you might as well 
get something that's actually legitimately healthy. Like one of the healthier things on the menu is uh, the oatmeal. Like I think it's a breakfast item, but McDonald's has oatmeal. But I've had the McDonald's oatmeal, and it's not very filling. Like you're better off just like making oatmeal yourself or doing something else. You know, um, you find but, like you succumb to the temptation. Like the McDonald's that's that's closest to me. Like you can get a large fries or you can get their family size basket of fries for like 20 what? cents more. So I'm a like family size basket of fries. Yeah. They just started doing this recently too. And it's like, well, okay. It's only 20 cents more for like three times the fries. I'd be an idiot not to get that. Yeah. So I do. And then by the time I've made it home, I've eaten the majority of that because you know, you eat fries while you're driving it. They're the perfect driving food. Mm -hmm. And then I feel either too full to eat the actual meal that i bought or i eat the meal anyway and then i feel disgusting because i ate a family size basket of fries plus my overeating food you know yeah so like, that happens to me with soda but not fries if that makes sense i i kind of yeah. well i often don't order fries a lot of times or i even don't order combos i just get a drink um but i will go for like the big drink and man soda is really bad for you it's been great not drinking soda but what were you gonna say were you do, do like you go for the like if you're trying to lose weight do you go for the diet sodas or is that not well i mean i really haven't uh i i think it can work yeah but uh a lot of, i don't know i don't want to be like a diet soda is bad kind of thing but most of the fake sugars have various things like uh i don't know like sucralose is like related to uh diabetes and it's like oh i'm I'm doing this no sugar soda because i don't want to get diabetes and then it's like well <laughs> this causes it so um there's there's a theory that i don't know how tested it is but there's a theory that uh eating sweet foods even if it's fake sweetener still like it, it they bind to your taste receptors for sweet and binding to those taste receptors prime certain hormones to accept uh like fat translation or whatever that like form fat cells and so like i don't it's not as di it's different than actually consuming calories but like it's still sending like the signals to your body i, I don't know whether that's necessarily tested or whatever and anytime you're talking about diet stuff it's really hard to do anything other than observational studies which are not very conclusive you know um because they at best uh, form a really tenuous uh, correlation certainly don't do any causation but yeah i i'm kind of but it's more that I don't really like diet soda that much, but I've had a couple diet sodas. I mean, I was doing those Powerade or not Powerade, the Replenish Zero from 7-Eleven, and that was really great. But I didn't realize it had sucralose. I thought it just had there's like potassium acesulfame, sulfame or something like that, and that's fine apparently for you. It's not bad for you, but sucralose is not super good for you. And so when I found out that it was sucralose, I. Uh, I haven't really been drinking it very much. I would drink like one or two of those a day. And now I basically am not drinking it. But when I, you know, in the past I've done it too, but when I'm trying to lose weight and stuff and I live in my car, you know? Um, so, I mean, you know, I have a room, don't get me wrong, but I do a lot of car life. Um, but, uh, 
I would go to 7-Eleven and get their giant like gallon jugs of water just because 7-Eleven, I think they they have the best water, like the 7-Eleven brand water. I don't like Arrowhead. I don't like Crystal Geyser. You know, most of the waters I think are pretty bad. Smart water is expensive. You know, that's the other thing is like the decent bottled waters are pretty expensive. So the the balance for me has been the 7-Eleven water. I think it's just really good. And then, you know, when I would get fast food, I would just get an item or whatever. And then I drink the water and the jug in my car, you know. And so I've been doing that. It's just getting more of these jugs of water, um, which is great. You know, water is good. I like water. There's some people that don't like water. And it's like, man, that's got to suck. I have a friend who he says if he drinks like a glass of water or like or more than a glass of water, he like feels gross, like physically ill. It's like, oh, boy, that's that's not good because I love chugging water. Drink a lot of water, folks. If you're healthy, that means you have to pee constantly. That's what health is, apparently. Just constantly pee. Uh, so I haven't really talked about the therapy because uh, we've had guests and other stuff come up, but um, I actually stopped seeing my therapist. <laughs> so I've been going to this EMDR therapist. I, I talked about it a little bit, but based on bilateral stimulation of your brain and uh, we learn tapping and then we do the the desensitization kind of therapy, which is really strange. That's, I don't think I talked about it, but basically you tell her like in very broad strokes, like what your trauma is or what you're upset about or what kind of negative cycles of thoughts you're having. And, um, then, then she gives you, there's different forms of these EMDR devices. Um, but the one I was using are headphones that are connected to like what's essentially a Walkman that just make beeps on either side of your on either side of the the cups. So it's like a beep on the left and then a beep on the right. It goes beep, 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 and uh, then she can turn up the speed or turn it down. And so when we were just kind of doing more meditationy stuff, it's like pretty slow. It's like beep, beep. Um, but then when you're doing the desensitization stuff, it turns up pretty fast. It's like beep, 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 beep. And so it's, it's in one ear and then the other, and then the one and then the other. And, um, so she wants you to like sit in your negative feelings and, and like try and like relive kind of to an extent, like throw, put yourself back in like the mindset or the trauma or whatever. And then she'll start the beeps and uh you'll just essentially be thinking about it you know like you're thinking about uh you know how everybody hates you and no one will ever love you and stuff and uh then the beeps are happening and you're like man this sucks i hate everything i hate myself this sucks and uh but the thing is the beeps they kind of are distracting if that makes sense and i don't know if that's how it's supposed to work but it's like you're trying to have this negative train of thought but the beeps are kind of interrupting it a little bit and um and so they go they, the beeps go for like 30 seconds or so and then she stops them and she says okay like where's your mind at or what are you thinking or whatever i don't know exactly and then so then you say out loud like 
oh, I was just thinking about how no one will ever love me. And then she'll say, go with that. And then so you'll think about that for a while and then your mind will kind of wander a little bit. And uh, then she'll stop it after 30 more seconds. And she says, you know, what are you, what's on your mind or whatever. And then you say like, oh, I just like, I hate myself. And then she's like, go with that. But like, it just keeps happening. Every 30 seconds, she's like, what's up? And then you say what you're exactly like what you're thinking or whatever, what you've been thinking. And then she says, go with that. And then you do it for, I don't know, like 30 or 40 minutes and uh i don't know the thing is like i like to i'm like a people pleaser to an extent i like to uh do my job like i like to perform and fulfill expectations so i don't know like how much i'm like doing it to like make like a happy ending or whatever but generally speaking towards the end of the session your thoughts would just be a lot less negative. Like you wouldn't be like at the start, you'd be kind of more dwelling in it. But as the beeps are like interrupting you, it kind of pushes you away from continuing this kind of negative spiral of thought. And uh, then you just have like more constructive thoughts or more neutral thoughts, you know, like one of the things is like, I was trying like, it would go like, Oh, I hate myself to what's wrong with me to I'm fucked up. And it's like, why am I fucked up? I'm fucked up because I don't do this and that and this. And why don't you do this and that and this? And it's like, Oh, because I feel like my parents were forcing me to do this. And like, well, how did that make you feel? And it's like, I felt like I was fucked up because my parents were kind of projecting the idea that I was wrong and I was fucked up, you know, even as a little kid, it's like, Oh, they're clearly seeing this problem. That means I must be fucked up because the way they're acting is they're acting like there's some huge problem and I'm just being myself. And then that got me thinking like, Oh, it's injured. It's interesting because like, if I saw someone else that was doing those same things, I wouldn't think like, wow, that person's fucked up. I would be like, Oh, that person's preference is not to do this sort of stuff. You know? So like, if I stop judging myself by this like image projected by my parents and start judging myself on a more, like objective metric it's not that it's fucked up it's that you just have this preference and it's and it's it would be harmful to then convey that you think the person is fucked up just because they have this predilection or whatever you know and so that like that's the thing is like you start just by by spiraling and it kind of starts you kind of start your thoughts start meandering and or at least for me like i don't know if other people feel like this but for me it kind of felt like it would naturally move to like a more a place of more understanding and stuff and uh so yeah it, it usually felt better but it all, like i said i'm like a people pleaser so i'm not sure if i kind of did that as an arc myself to kind of like present to the therapist look we ended the session and i'm having all these positive thoughts you know i don't it's hard to say but i will say that like after the first couple of sessions i was feeling a lot better um and yeah i think like i was i was feeling a lot better i was having a lot less negative uh spirals um but also i think that it was just a time in my life that it wasn't super taxing if that makes sense there wasn't a lot of terrible things going wrong um so like it felt really good but it also might have just been because i was kind of like on an upswing if you will and um since then i've had more like downturns and when i have downturns my thoughts kind of still do that same thing but i will they kind of spiral again but i will say that the spirals they don't feel as intense and they don't feel as all-consuming as they once did they feel a lot more manageable um there is a time so basically you know we went through all these big kind of traumas and big negative you know dark clusters or whatever in my brain you know through the therapist we got through basically everything and um 
then I was like, I just kind of want to, you know, it's not very talky. It's not like you're talking to your therapist and your therapist is talking back. You know, it's like you're just doing this kind of series of steps with the beeping and the saying and the 30 seconds and the continue. So I came in and like, because she's also, uh, at least she's like trained as a psych, you know, a psychiatrist or not a psych, like a, a talk therapist. But I don't know if she actually does that very much. So I was kind of saying that I just wanted to talk about stuff. And so we did a couple sessions where we were just talking about stuff. But at the end of one of them at the end of like the last one she was like well you seem fine like you don't seem like you know if there's nothing more that you want to tackle emdr wise like it seems like you're in a good place you know what you're doing you have plans you got a job you got hobbies and stuff you got friends etc and so you know maybe you could just uh call me if you ever need me again but you you, you might be good and i was like i wasn't really expecting that i was kind of hoping to like keep going but I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. So I haven't been in a couple weeks, and there was some times that I had some bad stuff happen. And I was feeling pretty bummed out, and I was like, oh, I should go back. And then I was like, well, let's just see what sitting with this shit for a couple weeks is like, you know. And then if I'm still fucked over about it, then then I'll contact her or whatever. And so since then, it was, you know, it it has felt bad. It's not like it, that's the thing is I kind of want it to be brainwashing. You know, I kind of want it to be like hypnosis or hypnosis where you're like just fine all the time and nothing's ever wrong, but it's not like that. Um, you know, it's just kind of desensitization a little bit. Um, so, you know, I've had some, some t tough times. It's not been super fun. Um, but at the end of the, you know, like I said, it's been like what, two weeks or whatever. And I do feel like kind of over that, like, I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm kind of feeling back to closer to neutral and it doesn't feel overwhelming and bad and it was cool like i just got through it and it wasn't like you know the end of the world or whatever so i don't know i, I kind of feel like i want to go back at some point or maybe get a proper talk therapist or something but uh i'm feeling pretty good overall i was thinking that it would be that's the thing is like the therapist costs a lot of money so like with all that money i could probably hire a trainer for you know several sessions for the same money and that might help me more or something you know um, so that's what I've been thinking about doing. That's why I've been trying to think about going to a gym and stuff. But it's really interesting stuff. I uh, did not expect to, you know, I've been saying graduate. I don't think she said that, but I didn't expect to like graduate uh, so quickly. But, you know, I don't have like big traumas. Like my shit's not that bad. Um, so I imagine people with more intense shit that they've lived through, they probably need a lot more sessions or whatever than I did. And maybe, you know, um she she also uh what do you call it she does like payment scaling or whatever if you need um like financial help or whatever so she was charging me like half her normal rate so like in the back of my mind i'm like well she kind of probably would like rather have a client that charges <laughs> that she can charge full rate you know <laughs> so i don't know uh but hey uh, i got a lot out of it um i don't know what to think of it now that i'm not going it seems kind of weird but I, I feel pretty good i don't know so that's that. Any questions? I, what's your, your goal with going to therapy? Like, do you want to go to therapy as a continuing thing just to be able to let off steam and have someone that you can confide in and things like that and go through these treatments like this? Or are you looking to develop the tools yourself so that you don't need that in the future? 
Well, I mean, I think I think it's both. I, I I think there's an extent that I just want a therapist to talk to, but also I don't know that I need a therapist just to talk to. I feel like I can just talk to people or whatever. But you know, there's got to be stuff that I'm missing, but uh, like that uh, that someone else would be able to help me, and I think that would be good to go to a therapist for. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it's. It's just hard. It's hard to find a therapist and, and one that takes, you know, your insurance and whatever. And I'm on Medi-Cal, so that makes it even harder because um, that's not even like real insurance. But Medi-Cal is pretty cool. Um, you know, they got to they gotta spend more on uh, socialized medicine. But Medi-Cal has been surprisingly manageable for being, you know, a, uh, a California-provided socialized medicine sort of plan you know it works pretty well i guess although i haven't had anything serious happen maybe we'll find the faults of it um what else what else okay i got a I've question tried, for you Kevin. Oh, oh, go, shit, ahead. go ahead no no, no you, you go um i've tried therapy before and every time you know i guess i'm a very private person i don't yeah. like you know, I don't like talking about myself at the best of times, and I especially don't want to to a total stranger just reveal my problems. Like I know some people, that's very liberating, and that's very just therapeutic in its own. Is just hey, this person who knows nothing about me is going to listen, but to me, it just felt so invasive and like I I, I don't know. I, I have trouble. I just articulating why it it was such a big deal for me. But it it was something that I just could not do. Like, you know, and if I forced myself to do it, I would feel like almost dirty afterwards of just like, you know, th this was just this violating experience I had. And I don't know if that's just a quirk of my personality or if I'm doing it wrong or if it gets better or what. But do you ever have those feelings or is that is that just a Kevin problem? I mean, I, I think I have a version of that, but it seems like your thing is, is specific. Uh, I think you have to have a good relationship with your therapist. I think if you have a like a, a trust, a built up trust between you, it gets easier to kind of let off steam and stuff. But yeah, the thing is for me, I, I really, uh, you know, I've always been on the internet since a kid and I really don't have a problem like telling random internet people what's going on in my life. Like even it, probably to a fault, like it's probably a problem that I'm so comfortable with it, but you know, it feels fake. Although it, especially as you become more of a public figure, it's a lot more real to like dump stuff on the internet strangers, you know, but it kind of felt like you're just shitting it out into the void and it's like, what's, what's going to happen? It's just going to, you know, get sucked up into the sun and get burnt up or whatever. But I've definitely with therapists specifically, I've had therapists where it's like, well, I want to present myself in a positive light. I don't want to like talk about the fault that I have in situations, even though I know like the fault I have in those situations. I don't want to reveal that to my therapist. I want to, I want to make myself look good and paint everyone out, like paint myself as a victim of all these evil people. And if your approach is that you're not going to get a lot of help, you know, well, that's again, why the trust comes in. You have to be able to really open up and, and talk about like anything uh that that comes you know that that could be helpful for them to understand what's going on in your head and if you can't do that i think it vastly restricts what uh what good you can come out of it although i don't know maybe i'm wrong um i'm sure you know there's a way to do it uh where you know you you for in, like in your case like maybe you could just reveal very little 
for a long time and then over time you might feel more comfortable revealing a bit more and then eventually you get somewhere i don't know but you know that so that's kind of my version of that if that makes sense yeah i I guess i don't know i'm i'm this weird hermity kind of recluse where it's like okay i've known you three years now i can maybe let you in a little bit and that's really hard to go with someone that you're paying a ridiculous amount of money to every week to sit there for an hour with you know and that was i just never could get past that and i also sort of felt like i was paying someone just to tell me things i already knew you know like yeah i know that's my problem i know that's you know and you're not you're not telling me anything i didn't already hear in my head yeah you know yeah that's how i feel a lot of times that's again i think if you have a better relationship with your therapist so maybe you're going to like the wrong therapist but i've definitely had that same experience it's like i don't just want you to tell me the shit i've been thinking the whole time like i know that i want you to like reveal things that i wasn't aware of that'll help me like look at things in a different light or something when they're just like saying like yeah yeah i'm I'm not trying to invalidate what you're taking away from it by the leader i'm not trying to say like you know oh this is wrong because i don't like it i just i'm trying to figure out what it is i'm missing from the process you know no you can't you can't hide it you're saying it's wrong kevin's anti-therapy and he thinks that anyone who goes is a sucker who just wants to give uh give money to the man i'll tell you this i I am uh, a scientologist that's my problem yeah (laughs) warner herzog he uh he's 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 anti-therapy he's anti-psychotherapy and uh he said uh he said um that psychotherapy is illuminating the mind and in that sense it's kind of like if you just had lamps on really bright everywhere in your house so there's like no darkness anywhere it's like no sometimes you need darkness there's stuff that's good that it's not fully revealed like once you know every single thing that's on going on in your mind like it's it, now you can't like deny any of it you just drive yourself insane with the with the knowledge of what you are inside you know which i don't necessarily agree with but i kind of i think it's an interesting take at the very least um and i do think there are people who don't necessarily have a very strong drive to uh better themselves and i think for people like that learning a lot about themselves isn't necessarily going to lead to growth it could lead to them kind of losing it and going crazy or it could lead to them like becoming more effective at being bad people if that makes sense um so i i don't know i i think overall he's probably wrong but also there's there's more forms of therapy than kind of the therapy he was kind of talking about as being bad so i don't know anyway um i got a question for you kevin and this is kind of like therapy if you think about it Uh how do you tell someone that most of the thoughts that they have and most of the things that they say all just suck really bad can you be a little bit more specific like what what sucks about all of it it's just bad like i don't know you know like 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 for donald trump for instance like okay nothing he says says is good like it's all bad like it's just what everything that comes out it sucks so like how would you tell him like hey man (laughs) your brain is broken and all the things you do and say are just bad (laughs) i wish you knew that so you could uh stop or like (laughs) but the thing is the thing is i yeah go ahead i i think most people in that situation either already know that and do not care or they're so oblivious that even if you slap them in the face with it they're they're gonna think you're wrong or jealous or not getting it or 
don't understand their genius or or something like that. Like that's it's really hard to convince somebody that they are the bad guy because I, you know, I really believe that like you know in, in everybody's own movie about their life no one is ever the bad guy no one is ever the the idiot that gets killed first which you know running away from the killer nobody is ever the villain mm -hmm. um so giving people evidence that contradicts that i found is one of the hardest things to get through to somebody you know like trying to tell somebody no you're you're not the main character here you're not the person you think you are People tend to just not listen to that. They 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 don't want to hear it. And even if deep down they they kind of acknowledge it, your your gut instinct is to just back away from that immediately and recoil of like, no, that's 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 not right. So yeah, I think without more context, I can't give you more specifics. But I just know that's an uphill battle. Yeah, I think like I guess my my version was maybe a bit more optimistic. But like it's what you're saying is probably like a more brutal real truth. But I was thinking like. Well, you tell them that what they say sucks, but it's like it's still that's their brain. They still are that it's still going to pop out like bad stuff. So then it'll pop out something and then they'll go like, oh, wait, this sucks. This is bad. I'm a bad person. I hate myself. This sucks. Now I'm feeling bad. And then the next thing that they come out with will just be still bad. It won't like become better by them knowing it sucks, if that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think Subway is doing a promotion where if you change your name to Subway, you get free sandwiches. I think it could be good if I change my name to Subway. What do you think? Was this the dumb idea that you wanted to tell Subway and you don't think they're going to acknowledge it? <laughs> no, no. This is like a thing I saw on the news that they'll give you okay. free sandwiches for life or something like that. And it's like, man, I could. Well, it's I Subway like Crittenden. It's like a pretty good name, you know? I mean, I'm not going to lie. That does sound really cool cool if it wasn't about the restaurant i right. just think that's, subway yeah. itself has gotten they have gotten themselves into so many unforced errors in, in their you know uh their their long history that i can't imagine being associated with subway is not going to put you along the same lines as jared in people's minds now yeah and subway is such a, like they used to be kind of like i guess back before jared got you know arrested or whatever the fuck subway used to be seen as like a more okay place and now everyone's like fucking subway it's like arby's in people's mind it's like the lowest common fucking shit no one ever wants to eat subway etc where it just didn't used to seem like that so yeah speaking of uh, unforced errors you hear this is horrible but there is a teenager that died drinking this panera uh bread um caffeinated lemonade panera bread had this caffeinated lemonade that had so much caffeine like really really high levels of caffeine and they offered free refills but it's like first of all they shouldn't like it's more than like energy drinks i think like it was like a dangerous amount of caffeine and then you get refills and this kid was drinking it and they died and it's horrible and it's like man panera bread you don't need that much caffeine to make caffeinated lemonade <laughs> like you could do very little and it would be fine yeah. like because people aren't drinking a bunch of soda and then dying you know so like even mountain dew it's like that doesn't happen like so it's like you're you're making something that is generously in the same ballpark as mountain dew you don't need to make it way way more caffeinated than that it's and caffeine it's a poison like the the lethal dose of caffeine is you know it's it's it exists you know it's not it's horrible uh anyway 
Nothing more to say now, about that. Was she tragedy. like? Did she know she had a, a caffeine intolerance and just didn't realize that lemonade had caffeine in it there, or was this just a total? I like. I read the story, but I don't remember the details of it. Like you know, because I. No, could, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I, I could understand going into Panera, them handing you a cup and you going, "Ooh, lemonade!" Filling it up without even realizing that there is eight cups of coffee worth of caffeine in there, and mm. you know, not knowing because when I was. Um, much younger, like I'm, I'm going to say like, you know, maybe nine, 10 years old. If I drank even a little bit of caffeine, I had all kinds of problems. Like, you know, I would sweat. I would like, I could feel the heart. It felt like my heart was hitting my, my rib cage. Yeah. And I, you know, I would be convinced like, it's like Jeff drinking caffeine, you know, that would happen to right. me when I was a kid. And yeah. then somehow I grew out of that. So like, I could totally get that if, if, she had that condition and just went, oh, lemonade, that's harmless, and took some. But I can't imagine the amount that would be in caffeine could kill a person who didn't already have a problem. You know? Well, let's see. What's what how much caffeine? How much caffeine is in a in is in a Coke? Uh 34 milligrams is in a Coke. Um, let's see, cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. It's uh, 95 milligrams. So I want to say uh, is in Panera Red Charged Lemonade. Um, okay, so what did we just say? 35 is in a Coke. 90, 90 yeah. is in a cup of coffee. 390 mm -hmm. milligrams is in Charged because Lemonade. That's just too much. Like that's that's over four cups of coffee like and coffee yeah no that's an obscene amount like that's a that's literally even for one cup if you didn't do refills like that's not a healthy dose i don't think one cup of the lemonade is like a toxic dose necessarily but like uh, let's just look at what's a toxic dose of is a toxic dose of caffeine i have to imagine though that if you're drinking that but did, did you try it because they pulled that after this didn't they they I, I hope it? they pulled it. I didn't try it. It was something I wanted to try, but um, I just I know caffeine tastes kind of like sucking on an aspirin. Like I can't imagine that would taste yeah, good bitter. unless they put so much sugar in it that it was almost a syrup, which I guess maybe lemonade kind of is. Yeah, lemonade is a syrup. Um, I'm not really finding anything. Oh, okay. This says a lethal. Well, this is per liter, so I don't know um it says this says that i'm not really looking into too much is that 180 milligrams per liter of blood is a lethal dose so how many how many liters does a person have in their blood um how many how many liters of blood in the human body just googling stuff five liters so yeah no that's you have three of those that's like getting to a toxic dose and i don't think three lemonade is very unreasonable you know because it's lemonade and i think like right. you don't necessarily and even if they're saying it's caffeinated i don't think you're thinking oh 390 milligrams in one thing and also you know if you get a large i don't know what they're doing for sizes or whatever but like you know 12 ounces is like a serving of, of a beverage usually and then you can get like a like a 20 or 30 ounce beverage, you know? So it's like, this is just vastly irresponsible. It's hard to see any, anything around it. You know, it is, it is. Um, it, it seemed crazy that Panera pulled that too. Cause I, I would never think of Panera as go there and get an energy drink. 
Yeah, and it's just, uh, I think energy drinks have way less anyway. Um, so just really quick, we should break into emails. Uh, the But just really quick, I wrote down a dream in my podcast notes that I have. And okay. uh, it's just an interesting, I don't know. I, I had a dream that I was at Starburns and a bunch of famous music artists were recording music in the booth. Like literally it was Drake and DJ Khaled was there. <laughs> And there was someone who was there, like one of the rappers, uh, but it wasn't one of them. I don't think it was like a different rapper who was there. And he was saying that he played magic and he was talking about how he had a cool car. And for some reason, my dad was there at Starburns and my dad was like, no, you don't. You don't have a cool car. (laughs) And then the guy was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I got so embarrassed. I tried to shut my dad up by biting his tongue, Um, which you shouldn't bite someone's tongue, not even in a dream. But I was like, man, no. This is some symbolic ass shit. Um, and if you want to uh, me to interpret your dream, you know, send us a send us an email. That happens pod at gmail.com. Maybe maybe we'll read your email. It would be cool, like if someone had a cool dream that they want interpreted. I just whatever. I'm 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 being too cynical. But it would it would suck if some people were like, I want to be on the podcast. Let me just make up a stupid crazy dream so people want to talk to me. But it would be cool to have like, you know, get someone to join the Zoom and then we talk to them about their dream and try to interpret it, you know, that could be fun. But uh anyway, let's read an email. Um Okay, Dalton writes, Hey Spencer and Kevin, I had this idea earlier today and was just re-listening to the episode Side Character Eyes, where Spencer said to Jeff, I hand deliver my mail when it's to you. So that was the sign from the universe that I need to share this idea with you. What if we, the audience, wrote letters to Jeff, but we obviously can't send them because we don't have his address as we shouldn't. We all know Kevin does. So what if we send the letters in the form of emails and then they get handwritten by either Spencer or Kevin and then physically sent to Jeff on our behalf? Okay, just a weird thought I had. If you don't like it, that's okay. Um, thanks, Dalton, for the email. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm imagining an email that you would write that you want to be delivered to Jeff and I'm not thinking anything good. <laughs> I'm not imagining something where Jeff would read it and be like, oh, this is good. I'm glad I read this. I'm glad uh, this was given to me. You know, so, I mean, there's a version of we, what well, we could do it. Um, you know, it'd be more interesting is if, if you sent us letters to Jeff and we just read them on the podcast and it's just dear Jeff. And then, you know, we just read it. You know, I, I kind of like that. Um, also, it's yeah. less work for me that way, you know. <laughs> handwriting the letter that's a lot of work but i do like that idea thanks dalton and keep emailing us um this one looks more you got anything to say about that one i mean i I like the idea of uh letters to jeff you know maybe we could all write a letter to jeff and read them on the air next week and see if he'll, he'll ever come back or not yeah that would be cool also, I, there's also like a way it's like I, I was just kind of imagining if it's like a letter to Jeff where it's like this kind of wistful, like Civil War era kind of like storytelling letter, you know, I don't know. We'd have to kind of like figure out what the actual vibe of it is, but that'd be something. This is uh, Aaron. Aaron writes, hey, Spencer and Kevin. And just so you know, Kevin, this is more of an email to you. Uh, but hey, okay. 
right. Just a quick note that you've probably been alerted to, but a couple audio episodes of the podcast aren't available, <laughs> including the most recent one. Water is dope. And uh, man, why is ham so salty? My podcast app can't download it. And if I load the RSS feed directly or try from the website, I get a 404 not found. I enjoy watching the videos and live stream, but rarely have time. So the audio version is preferred. Also, one tiny little thing is that the podcast art shows up super low res in Google Podcasts. Looking at your RSS file, it seems to be because you only have a 3232 image tagged in there. I'm sure Kevin has the tech to know how to get this updated, and I know you're very leery of anyone offering their help, but if you need a quick hand with this, just let me know. I know you're riddled with angst about the purpose and format of the show, but as others told you, I like enjoy I enjoy listening to you ramble and rant. Keep up the good work or don't. I'm not your supervisor, Aaron. Does this make any sense I, to you? I will look into that. Um, <laughs> this is the first I've heard of, of this problem, but I will definitely look into that as soon as we're off off recording this. Yeah, and I have Apple Podcasts, but I I listen to those ones like that one. I'm like the only podcaster that listens to his own podcast episodes. Like almost every podcast host is like, I can't listen to my podcast. I never listen to it. I listen to every one, um, which I'm sure I should talk about in therapy. But uh, thanks, Aaron. I don't I don't know if that's a you problem or whatever. Uh, people have always said this thing about the Google Podcast, but I have no idea what to do about it. Um, yeah, I I kind of inherited how all of this was set up from Starburns with very little in the way of instructions or um, guidance of what they did. So it's possible this got submitted to Google Podcasts differently than the other ones, and it's looking in the wrong place because those files have to be there or I get an error message. So I will look into it. Yeah. Well, that's Starburns for you. Anyway, Zachary writes, good day, good sir. And again, you can send us an email, thathappenspod at gmail.com. Please, please send us one. You know, every time I read an email, that's one lesser email we can read in the future. <laughs> good day, good sir. I just wanted to thank you and Kevin for th- keeping that happens rolling. I have spectrum, emotional, and behavioral issues, so I tend to isolate heavy, heavily. The only thing keeping me going outside of is watching or outside of work is watching or listening is a game to that happens harmontown and harmon quest also the food reviews on your patreon are top notch i wish to play DD, but the nature of my work makes regular playing time impossible i live vicariously through the podcast thanks for everything including all you all just being you i i guess is just the email with all of the toothless boy wonder whoa toothless that's hard to understand i wonder why he's toothless um well thanks zach uh i want you to know there's a podcast called hey riddle riddle and uh you should check it out it's a it's it's a good podcast uh if you uh want a lot of podcasts to get through to live and speaking of hey riddle riddle the strike ends and the riddle bot returns Riddlebot's got a new uh riddle for us kevin uh oh, okay. right paste it to me too so we can get chat gpt's solution for this while we're okay. solving it i'm just gonna read uh wait no okay um Okay, so don't I read these in a robot voice? Uh, where's the fucking chat? Where's the chat? Chat, okay. Why is chat in the more tab? That seems more important than the summary button or the AI companion button. Oh, you know that the AI companion can like have Zoom summarize a meeting if you stop paying attention. <laughs> what an insane feature. <laughs> anyway, uh, dear Spencer and Kevin, like all promising startups, Riddlebot's cutting-edge technological advances seemed like the next giant leap in generative AI technology. Unfortunately, so many, like so many big 
tech companies making waves in Silicon Valley. The reports of Riddlebot's capabilities have been vastly exaggerating. Riddlebot Inc. did not use controversial scraped Book 3 archive to train Riddlebot's generative AI. We have, in truth, been using one engineer in a low-paid, non-unionized gig role. (laughs) As such, this independent contractor has been masquerading as Riddlebot and was on strike for many months. With a tentative agreement, Riddlebot Inc. would like to offer you the following riddle for your podcast and prove to our shareholders that we are, in fact, not a Ponzi scheme. And here's the riddle. A master of stealth, I creep unseen. I seek high places, blending in with the green. I like to climb, but I do take my time. My grip is renowned, but my choke's not a crime. So, a master of stealth, I creep unseen. I seek high places, blending in with the green. I like to climb, but I do take my time. My grip is renowned, but my choke's not a crime. Uh, I, I have a guess. Go for it. I think it's a vine. It's yeah, green, vine or it climbs, ivy. it chokes, it takes a long time to do that. But I don't know oh, if I'd call that a master of stealth, though. That's the oh, thing. Creeping yeah, unseen. Yeah. Well, it creeps unseen in the sense that you don't see it growing, I guess. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'd call Vine stealthy, like yeah, Ivy or like I mean, they're silent. I guess, but yeah, it seems right. What did What did AI say? Did I post it? I don't see the post now. Yeah, I chat. see it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, I got a pop up over it. It says actually a Vine or Ivy too. Okay. Well, um, we all guessed it, that. Let me see if it has any other. Um, I can tell you that it is a vine. I got the answer, and it's a. Oh, vine. okay. Well, it, it also could be a riddles. sloth. It says, <laughs> <laughs> but it it it, it 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 yeah, it's apologizing already. It thinks that's a bad guess, but it says a sloth would be the its second choice. Well, a sloth is a master of stealth. If you think about it, I mean, a lot of wild animals are kind of a master of stealth in the sense that you know we go around and people don't see yeah it's slow and they do grip onto trees really well and they blend in with the green trees when they're they've climbed up them it likes to climb yeah i could i could almost see i can't imagine being choked out by a sloth but yeah i would accept sloth as an answer though i think yeah and uh they blend in with the green because some sloths have like an algae or something growing on them which makes them kind of green so there's something yeah too uh okay so let's just read this one last one this one's from matt and matt also sends a ps he's written a lot of music and you can have any of it for free so he sent some music and other emails as well um so hey spencer and kevin been pondering it a while messaging you guys big harmontown fan you truly brought the best part i'm a huge fan of improv so new jeff back from whose line i did too it was kind of crazy being like oh that's jeff from the fucking tv show i watched when a kid anyway um and what really made me addicted to the show is the DD. these days it feels like they never make new movies it's always just a remake what's nice about DD is that you're creating a story and it's rooted in stats and logic but also disorder i say that part of what broke dan in harmontown was trump getting elected i didn't think it detracted from the show per se but because i usually always agreed but it did change the focus a bit i think where you would truly shine is obviously in DD because you were able to wrangle the hilarious drunks and craft an original story all while thinking on your feet my favorite characters were always the npcs you made lol 
I also think you added a lot to the podcast by generally being smart and you have a very keen timing sense and ability to riff with others. You just drop knowledge. It was great. Now comes the part where I say the potentially hurtful part. Uh-oh. I should have uh, reread this email. Probably listened to Harmontown four to five times through, the, uh, through and it still today sound uh, remains entertaining. I think what that happens, the problem is you're the leader and Kevin's the wingman. There's no chance for you to drop knowledge on someone. I think when where people crave your humor is riffing off other people's madness. Boy, do I miss D&D and Jeff, people who are forcing you to respond with facts and funny contacts. I'm a fan of That Happens podcast and I've listened to every episode, but I think it would catch more fire if you set it up where you play D&D or use your creative storytelling and world creating skills, skills to make us all laugh. I think it benefit you to have an overpowering guest so that you can use your quick wick to fill their gaps. I think that's why Real Abed works as a guest because he likes to take the mic. Haha. I bet even two plus guests could be solid. I think the parts of Harmontown where Dan would talk about the personal life were critical to making the show funny, like the drunk airport story, the driver that hit his house, the tree, etc. It makes you feel like a friend of his. I also think there's a place for politics because it's just so prevalent and shit's so insane, but I don't think that's what makes you a star. A recent episode is that talking about job search was like that made me relate to you. I absolutely hate those assessments where they're trying to trap you. Like you said, sometimes two solid answers. And it makes me so mad. I think you're onto something with AI. Kevin is great when I love when he talks about video games and his professional life. He's got an interesting story. He's smart too. I like his technical input. Hopefully this doesn't make you mad and I'll keep listening. I'm sure you get annoyed when people say you need to play D&D and I'm sure there's a reason you don't. But that's like, I bet Bon Jovi sometimes wants to die the 500,000th time. He sings living on a prayer, but it's what makes money. It's what people love. It's what's what's special about yours is it's not hack. It's always original. I will say that Bon Jovi actually gets paid to sing living on a prayer. So, you know, that's part of the math he's doing when uh, he's dying inside is I'm making money. Uh, my only question is what's Kevin's deal? Just kidding. Love listening to uh, your riffs. Keep it up or love listening to your riffs. Keep it up. Do you think there will ever be another Harmontown? Do you speak to Dan anymore? Have a good one. Uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't talked to Dan much, but we do technically talk. I don't talk to a lot of people that I'm, you know, not in direct. You know, like if we're not going to hang out or anything, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't reach out. And Dan's the same way. We don't just like go checking in on people very much, you know, but we, we talk. I don't think there will be another harm in town, um, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to do D&D. It's just not easy. Um, and uh what else i think when jeff was on the show i was bad at kind of doing what this guy's talking about the the kind of jumping in and and quoting funny facts like i I found it kind of hard to like i was just kind of like going like yeah crazy you know when jeff was talking and i didn't feel very much like i was doing on harmontown i think part of it's just the zoom it's and that's the same thing with uh abed too i talk differently to abed when we're in the same room than when he's on the zoom and stuff um so i think i think it's harder for me to do that kind of popping in sort of bit so much when i have guests although i I think the episodes with guests are way better don't get me wrong but i think it's just hard for me to do that same thing that i was on harmontown um I think it's very weird that so many of our fans have listened to Harmontown four to five times over. Like, I just think it's troubling (laughs) to me. It says something about those people that a, I would rather not know and B it's like, I don't, this doesn't seem good. Like it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I mean, part of it's is because I lived it and it's like, and now I moved on, but it's like, bro, like, 
you got to move on. Like, I don't know. And maybe you don't, maybe it's fine to just re-listen to the podcast, but I just like, that is the feeling I get is, is very much like, man, something is going on and I'm not, I'm not digging it. <laughs> no offense. Man. I mean, do you think um, it's the same as just people who marathon the office or friends or whatever over and over and over again? Is it, is it that same vibe or do you think the Harmontown thing's different? I think podcasts feel different in that sense, if that makes sense. But I do think it's kind of weird, the people that watch The Office over and over. I don't think it's as troubling to me, but maybe that's because I'm not in the office. Maybe the people who are in the office do think that's strange to do. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, so so yeah, I do kind of think it's weird, and uh, it, it, it doesn't strike me as as troubling if that makes sense so but the same kind it gives me the same kind of feeling for sure anyway that's the show uh patreon.com slash the sixler if you want to give me money um yeah you don't have to give me money check out my youtube videos if you want they're they're me talking about food it's kind of i kind of like i like i don't know people want me to do stuff that's not the food reviews which i get but I like eating food and I like talking about food. So fuck you. Um, but I also do talk about, I, I think you get some of my personality a little bit too, because I'm just kind of in my car alone. And so things come up and I'm like, Hey, what about this? You know? So it's not just only like food, but it is mostly food. Don't get me wrong. Uh, what about you, Kevin? You got anything? Just subscribe to Spencer's Patreon, pay Spencer, um, so that he can be Bon Jovi yeah we gotta we gotta get merch going we gotta get this soda off the ground uh send us emails about the soda uh whatever send us emails about what you'll pay money for <laughs> anyway we like to end the show the same way we do next time so until then you know we recording in the abdomen and we taking a punch baby